Hello and welcome to this episode of Poems for the Speed of Life. This is an episode in the series called Beginnings of this podcast. Today's poem is The Fisherman by William Butler Yeats. Although I can see him still, the freckled man who goes to a grey place on a hill in grey Connemara clothes at dawn to cast his flies, it's long since I began to call up to the eyes this wise and simple man. All day I'd looked in the face what I had hoped it would be to write for my own race, and the reality, the living men that I hate, the dead man that I loved, the craven man in his seat, the insolent unreproved, and no knave brought to book who has won a drunken cheer. The witty man and his joke, aimed at the commonest ear. The clever man who cries the catch cries of the clown. The beating down of the wise, and great art beaten down. Maybe a twelve month since suddenly I began, in scorn of this audience, imagining a man and his sun-freckled face and grey Connemara cloth, Climbing up to a place where stone is dark with froth, and the downturn of his wrist when the flies drop in the stream, a man who does not exist, a man who is but a dream, and cried, Before I am old, I shall have written him one poem, maybe as cold and passionate as the dawn. The Fisherman by W.B. Yeats Although I can see him still, the freckled man who goes to a grey place on a hill in grey Connemara clothes at dawn to cast his flies, it's long since I began to call up to the eyes this wise and simple man. All day I'd looked in the face what I had hoped it would be, to write for my own race and the reality the living men that I hate, the dead man that I loved, the craven man in his seat, the insolent unreproved, and no knave brought to book who has won a drunken cheer, the witty man and his joke aimed at the commonest ear, the clever man who cries the catch cries of the clown, the beating down of the wise, and great art beaten down. Maybe a twelve month since suddenly I began, in scorn of this audience, imagining a man in his sun-freckled face and grey Connemara cloth, climbing up to a place where stone is dark with froth, and the downturn of his wrist when the flies drop in the stream, a man who does not exist, a man who is but a dream, and cried, Before I am old, I shall have written him one poem, maybe as cold and passionate as the dawn. In this series on beginnings so far, we've had lots of different types of beginnings. We've had Derek Mahan in Dawn at St. Patrick's, contemplating leaving the mental health hospital where he has found himself and trying to make it back to work. We've had Tanner Olsen's encouragements to take the next step even slowly and Leah Purpura's tiny but powerful reflection 
on how just the act of beginning reveals things, how one poem bears the next. And we've had Billy Collins' Aristotle with its profound reflections on the beginnings and ends and messy middles of everything. Today's poem is different to all those, but I felt compelled to include it here in this series on beginnings. W.B. Yeats' The Fisherman is an unapologetically political poem. The beginning here is Yeats' change of heart, his drift away from the political hopes and aspirations that he had subscribed to in earlier days, his drift also away from the people who may have been allies or colleagues or even friends in those earlier days. There is something here for us too, I think. I once heard somebody talk about war. He said, you might not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. I think of politics the same way. There is so much apathy and disengagement from the political system in the world right now. Politics seems devoid of hope. In many ways, it feels like a swamp. A swamp that takes the naive and the hopeful and pulls them into its depths, into the depths of its quicksand, from which there is no escape. Yeats wrote this poem in the summer of 1914 and it was published two years later. This was the time of the Dublin lockout and the Easter Rising, two of Ireland's most momentous historical and political moments, and part of a decade in which Ireland would ultimately gain independence and engage in a bloody civil war. It was also, of course, the time of the Great War, when thousands of Irishmen, tens of thousands of Irishmen, went to Europe to fight for Britain at the same time as many of their compatriots were fighting against Britain at home. This political upheaval is the backdrop of Yeats' poem, and he has had enough. He wants to turn his attention to something imaginary and pure, and away from the complex and fraught and ugly politics of the day, and he imagines this fisherman, this plain and simple fisherman in Connemara in the west of Ireland, climbing the hill and casting his flies into the water. Fast forwarding a century and more, our political backdrop today, with war in Europe and the Middle East, with an America which was so often in the past the world's good policeman, seeming to tear itself apart from within, societies fracturing by the collapse of single narratives and the confusion of endless information and the erosion of trust in any of the sources of that information. Yeats talks about the beating down of the wise and great art beaten down, art with a capital A. His is an urgent plea for wisdom and for art, in the knowledge that his plea will likely fall on deaf ears, but he must make it all the same. And that, in a way, is why I am here, speaking into this microphone, recording this podcast, and maybe it's why you're here too. 
we are grasping for wisdom and for beauty and timelessness and art amid the senseless and the ugly and the frantic of the modern world. So let's continue to keep each other company on this path through a fractured world. And if we can leave our little corner of it a little bit better as we go, then so much the better. Thank you for listening to this episode of Poems for the Speed of Life. I'll see you next time.